Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There is no better of of Hello and welcome to This Week in the Garden. I'm Peter Seabrook, here to help with some of your gardening quandaries. For those of you bemused when searching for the right potting compost, I hope today's episode proves extremely helpful. Simon McArdle is the Marketing Manager at Westland Horticulture. He'll be joining us later to discuss the best products to help narrow down your choices. My thanks to Sutton Seeds of Torquay, sponsors of this podcast. Goodness, last Saturday, that wind from the east, what we call a lazy wind, goes straight through you, not round you, and that coupled with with, uh, the odd shower of rain. I was working with... uh, John Sexton, big, strong, healthy fella, tidying up some long grass and brambles in the local school. Boy, was that cold. Uh, And I'll tell you, by the end of the day, I I was uh, tired. (laughs) Perhaps I should have left John to it. There are several little things I must just tell you. The autumn raspberries that I was on about week after week, they have at last finished, but only just. And I'm going to pot up a couple or three really quite big containers to see whether I can just crop those in the polytunnel through to Christmas. I do have just a few strawberries on Just Add Cream that are showing colour in pots, and I've brought them indoors in the warm, and there's just a chance that we'll have a few homegrown ripe strawberries for Christmas, which would be rather nice. I'm pretty pleased too with uh, an Indian azalea that I was given three years ago. It was one of those sort of pyramid-shaped plants and it's just coming out that will be nicely in flower so that's three Christmases we've enjoyed that Christmas present Uh, the original came from Thompson and Morgan I think as one of their gift packs and the last flowers are just opening on the Alstroemeria Indian summer and on Shiza stylus oh and of course Jasmine uh, nudiflorum is coming out there should be a bit of flower in the garden pretty well year round at our local horticultural society, uh, the social evening last week was a, a bit of a demonstration and a how-to. We were all given a potato and some foil, and if you wrap a big potato in foil, you can push pieces of evergreen, holly and berries and stuff like that into it to make a table decoration. And there's enough moisture in the potato to keep things green for about 10 to 14 days. Uh, it went very well. It's a great thing for uh, horticultural societies to do in December. What's happening on the news front? Well, I was interested to read that Bournemouth Council Parks Department are planning to transform a derelict farm and 50 hectares of land into a visitor attraction. I mean, that's quite a big area, 50 hectares, you know, over 100 acres in old money. Uh, So I'll be interested to see what they do there. And we also hear that the RHS that reports on uh, 
the most inquiries it has for pests and diseases, that this year it's the box tree moth which is causing the most concern and they've already had over 5,000 inquiries about how to control it. Poor old box is uh, getting really quite some stick with pests and diseases Uh, and if I was going to plant something today uh, I'm not sure that it would be the traditional box balls. I think I'd probably look at pittosporums, some really nice shapely pittosporums uh, that would look quite as good if not better than box. Now I also hear uh, from American and Taiwanese researchers that academic performance has improved in schools which have uh, trees surrounding them. I'm not sure about that. I remember sitting on the first floor of my school looking out at the trees when perhaps it would have been better if I had been paying more attention to what the teacher was doing up on the blackboard. But uh, there, there we are. There is no question that when human beings are in amongst greenery, then they are more relaxed and it is a much healthier environment. So go on, keep planting those trees. We're getting pretty close to Christmas uh, and so when it comes to gardening advice a word or two perhaps about mistletoe would be appropriate. Now if you want to grow your own mistletoe you need some really ripe berries and very often those branches that we buy at Christmas time the berries are not fully ripe and so if you just get a, a twig or two with some nice berries and you put that in water and put it in a shed or garage and just let it to slowly ripen so that the uh, berries are almost brownish in colour by late February, early March and then you make a slit underneath the branch just make a little cut in the bark and you push seeds into it it's pretty straightforward to uh, grow your own although it'll take some time it'll be several years before you have any berries and you need more than one because they're a male and female and they need to cross pollinate so you'll you know you need to save a few berries and you need to push several into several cuts in a perfect world you need the berries from a tree the same as the one you're going to put it on so if you can get mistletoe that came from apple trees and you put it on apple then you stand a much better chance of getting it to grow safely. A lot of the UK-produced mistletoe comes from Worcestershire, just a big sale in Tenbury, and so there's a very good chance if you buy locally that it will be from apples, and then you need to push your berries into an apple tree. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. 
To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. My guest today is Simon McArdle of Westland Horticulture. And I particularly want to speak to him about the new peat-free compost that they're introducing for the new season. But Simon and I go back... uh, over a number of years, uh, I knew him in the guise of uh, Hozok. So how are things with you today, Simon? Very good, Peter, very good. We're just in the run-up to Christmas, and then it's all eyes on the new season. It's, uh, you know, it's an exciting time of the year, All the everyone getting lined up for being ready in January for the, uh, the season ahead and uh, getting getting everything ready in the stores for uh, gardeners to go in and crack on in 2019. And compost sales are pretty well year-round, aren't they? I mean, I've just bought two or three more bags as I've repot all the woody things through the winter. It, it's a pretty well year-round sale, isn't it, for all of the different kinds of potting composts? Well, it keeps ticking over all year-round, uh, particularly at this time of year. John and his number three is probably one of the strongest ones for activities like the one you've just described, but it uh, the, the 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 real volume goes out of the door in March, April, and May. That's when everyone, the whole nation, wakes up and <laughs> is is going out and and doing their pots and and getting the hanging baskets and the displays and 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 really in a bit of a frenzy when it comes to to gardening. So March, April, and May is is spectacular in terms of the amount of compost that is sold. But it is all year round. You're quite right. Yeah. And and how does it compare as a job, you know, with uh, hose lock and all of its uh, irrigation equipment predominantly, and now into composts? Uh, are there any serious differences as far as you in the sales field are concerned? I, th- I think there are. I think um, with with hose lock, obviously that's uh, uh, the nation's favourite watering range of products, sort of iconic yellow and grey. Um, probably in three quarters of people's houses and products that are, are probably bought on the whole once every five years um, new gun or a new hose pipe or a new hose reel so our opportunity to really engage with people on an individual basis is once every few years but with with westland with compost you know everybody and i mean everybody just about everybody is buying two or three bags of compost as a minimum every year. If you're a gardener, you're probably getting through two or three bags of compost every year. You're probably buying some weed killer. You might be buying some bird food, some fertilizer. You know, our our relationship with gardeners is much broader than just watering. And our our engagement with gardeners is, is all year round. So our, as our gardening business is going a bit quieter in the autumn and the winter our peckish bird care range is, is is going through the roof so i think as a as a sales guy or a marketeer who's passionate about gardening and horticulture you know the moving from Hoselock, very strong engineering credentials to westland where we live and breathe gardening 12 months of the year there are a lot of similarities we're talking about the same shops talking about the same customers but you know there's we're we're 800 900 people who come to work every day thinking about gardening in all its aspects 
So well, it's, uh, can I jump right in at the deep end uh, and ask you about your new product for 2019, the New Horizon peat-free compost? Well, this has been a this has been a fascinating project. Um, we've been developing recipes because that's that's the way we kind of think about compost. A lot of people probably think that it's dirt in a bag again. We dig it up somewhere and we stick it in the bag. But it, if only it was so simple, making a bag of compost that looks good, smells good, and grows plants is is actually challenging, particularly when we're selling 40 to 50 million bags a year, and they all need to be the same. Every single one needs to be identical in terms of their, what, their promise. We've been working on recipes that have progressively got less and less peat in them because there's a, a number of consumers that, that are reluctant to use peat. There's a number of consumers that are happy to use peat, and a number of consumers in the middle who who don't really have a strong um, belief either way. But but from a, a direction of travel, we, we look to reduce the amount of peat that's in our mixes. And for the people that wanted a peat-free compost, we've always sold a product called New Horizon, 100% peat-free, and it's the best peat-free mix that has been on the market. But our scientists have been working on, on a better a better peat-free mix. And, and this year, we've developed a product called, a mix called, we're calling it Bio3. And I, honestly, Peter, if you look at this mixture, I think you probably saw it a couple of weeks ago when I met you. This mix looks like peat. It, you'd think it was a 100% peat mix called Jack's Magic. It's, it's a combination of three ingredients that together um, look, feel, smell, flow, grow, just like a peat mix. There's a little bit of sand in there as well for drainage, so it's got a little bit of grit in there. You can feel the grit. And um, it's an absolute game-changer because before this mix came along, you know, customers did have to decide if they wanted to be the best possible gardener they could be or they wanted to be an environmentally friendly gardener by using a a, a peat-free mix. Well, with this, you don't have to choose anymore because you can have a peat-free mix and you can grow like you're growing in peat. And we actually ummed and aahed as to whether or not we should even call this peat-free because it shouldn't be part of the decision-making process anymore. This is a game-changer. This will be our recipe going forward in the years to come and we'll, we'll, we'll overtake our peat consumption. Well, what in, are the main constituents then in your recipe if it's not sort of giving away commercially... Uh well, I can I can give you I can give you a flavour of it um, because it is going through a patent process at the moment, so I can't be entirely open. There are there are three ingredients in it, and none of those ingredients are composted green waste. Uh, they're all sustainable, and they're they're all of an organic nature. So the the three ingredients have got have all got a different job to do. So coir is in there, uh, West Plus is in there, and Biofiber is in there. And I'll just go through each of those in turn. So West Plus is uh, a wood fibre that's been exploded under high pressure and temperature to make a fluffy, fibrous mix. And what that does, it acts like scaffolding in the compost and it supports the compost so that you've got nice air pockets in there. You've got cavities for the roots to to grow around and it stops the compost slumping down in the pot as as it ages. The second ingredient is coir, and this is a, a product from uh, coconut growing, and it comes into the country in highly compressed blocks 
which we then hydrate. And this um, coconut compost uh, stores and releases the nutrients and the moisture in the compost. And then the third element is called biofiber. And this is, this is the sort of secret source that goes into this mix. And biofiber, we're not actually saying what that is because that's the, that's the unique and secret bit. But biofiber cuddles up between the coir and the root hairs and enables the transfer of the moisture and the nutrients between the coir and the root. And these three bulk ingredients together um, give the compost its physical properties and uh, give it its um, nutrient holding properties as well. So it's, it's, a, it's a major investment by us. It's taken 18 years to get to, get to this point. We've spent about £35 million developing it. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're quite excited, which is why we took it to uh, the Garden Writers Press event um, two weeks ago to, to try and introduce it to an audience that would, that, would, that would explain it to gardeners for next year. Because come January, it will be in 1,500 garden centres and, and uh, DIY stores in, in the UK and Ireland. Well, now, can I just um, explore a little bit more? Um, um, Coya is very good at absorbing moisture, isn't it? You know, with peat, if you get it really dry, it's quite difficult to re-wet unless there's been a spreader mixed in with it. So coir presumably will very much help with your watering, going back to the sort of hose lock days. Uh, if you've got a drip irrigation system, then the coir would help with that moisture distribution, wouldn't it? Yeah, the it, it acts like millions of little sort of not quite microscopic, but microscopic little um, reservoirs within the compost to hold and store the nutrients and the moisture and to release them to the to the plant. So it, it I wouldn't I wouldn't say it was like some other ingredients we could have put in, like a you know like a swell gel type material. It's not we're not expressly claiming that it will reduce your watering requirements, but it will keep the perfect mix of air and moisture in the compost um and but, it, but it's not west plus uh, i've used that uh, as a mulch where it's been particularly good you know if, if you i've got it under asparagus for example yes and once it's rained on it sort of sets doesn't blow away and makes a very good mulch indeed so when we, we have different grades of the West Plus and when we have the sort of more coarse West Plus, we put that into a product called Smart Cover, which is the mulch I think you're talking about. But we don't put, and that's 100% West Plus. So in New Horizon, it's a much smaller percentage. It's, they're much smaller fractions or grades of West Plus. And, you know, you'd be hard-pressed to, to sort of find it in the compost, really. But it's acting as a, as a scaffolding in this instance. And, you know, it's, it's locking together to... Because when you look at a bag of peat, you know, but peat isn't a homogenous material. It's made up of different grades of peat. There's lumpy bits, dusty bits, bits in the middle. And it's that combination of different grades and fractions that you're trying to replicate with a compost so that you've got scaffolding, nutrient and moisture holding, and then very fine bits that will provide a contact between the root hair and the growing media. So, as I said, it, it, although it's, 
you know, on the one hand, it, it looks like we just put stuff in a bag and hope for the best. You know, we, <laughs> yeah. we, 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 we have to go through quite a lot of work to, to get all the ingredients of the right quality and the right size. You know, we, so we often take raw, raw ingredients and we separate them out into their different sizes and then recombine them back at the right percentages to give the, the right properties. And then what about feeding, Simon? Uh, you know, if we if we buy this latest compost, uh, how quickly will we need to feed uh, a strong growing plant? We're claiming that the nutrients that are in there are good for eight to twelve weeks. I think that's what we've got on, on the on the packaging. And what that means in practice is that there's an element of nutrients that are immediately available. So, with organic fertilisers, say take uh, bone meal as an example, with bone meal from the offset there's very little nutrients available instantly so bone meal has to start breaking down the bacteria in the soil have to break down the bone meal to start releasing the nutrients so bone meal is a really good slow release fertilizer but it's hopeless if you want to give a plant a quick pick me up so that's where you know liquid feeds and um, soluble feeds come in because they can give a quick pick me up to a plant whereas a slow release feed like bone meal it takes time to start to release its nutrients. New Horizons got in it some instantly available organic nutrients. So there, from the moment you plant it, the plant will start to benefit. But its real uh, strong point is the fact that some of the organic nutrients are, are locked up and will only start releasing as, as the soil biology starts to activate them. And that's where you get this nice, long, slow-release profile from it. So I, you could start feeding a bedding plant in a container within within the first month. There would be no there would be no um, harmful consequences of that, but, and you would probably maximise the growth of that flowering bedding plant. But there'll be no need to do so for the first three months. And what and what about um, storage? If you buy a bag early uh, in January, as soon as it becomes available, uh, w- would it be all right stored dry? Yes, I mean. Um, Typically, the compost that you're buying next season, because the, 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 the rate of turnover in most garden centres means that the compost that you're buying in the new year is literally only a month or two old. It's not from years and years ago. So if you, any compost that you buy in January, you, you should be aiming to use it in the season you buy it, because by the time you come to the following year, there will have been a reduction really in, in the nutrients available and it's probably got a bit damp and wet and heavy and soggy um, so if you buy a bag you should be aiming to open it and use it within you know two or three months particularly because you know they tend to get full of spiders anyway um, so at the end of the season I tend to tip any spare bags I've got out onto the beds and the borders and they become a bit of a soil improver a bit of a bit of a pick-me-up for the borders to be perfectly honest Peter. Simon that's most interesting I might worry you and invite you back in six months' time <laughs> when I've had a chance to uh, buy one or two of these bags, give them a go, and uh, I look forward to even better plants in New Horizon for 2019. Thank you very much, Peter. I've just received a catalogue from Perennial. That's the Gardener's Royal Benevolent Society. Uh, which has been helping horticulturists and gardeners in difficulty since 1839. Uh, And their catalogue is of special events. For example, uh, they have a day at Sandringham. Uh, It's a Sandringham garden tour with lunch 
and access to the House and Museum on the 22nd of May from 10.30 to 4pm and it'll cost you £70 a time. Might make a Christmas present for somebody. And there are all kinds of one days like that. For example, Leslie Watson and Dougal Phillips. Leslie was the TV presenter on the Beech Grove television programme up in Scotland. Their West Lothian garden is open. And that's going to cost you £55 a time. So there we are. If you want a really nice day out and, of course, help the charity which uh, supports horticultures and gardeners that are in difficulty, then you might uh, treat yourself on one of those special days. I had to smile at a press release called The Joy of Plants, which came from the Flower Councils of Holland, and they're writing about an anti-snoring plant. (laughs) You know, you've, you've heard it all, I think, when you read that. And they say that pineapple champaca releases oxygen at night. I mean, most plants, of course, release carbon dioxide. But um, the bromeliads, they release oxygen. And that makes it the perfect roomsy plant, they say, for bedrooms. And could be anti-snoring marriage saver. So if your marriage has been saved by an anti-snoring pineapple, I'd love to hear from you. (laughs) What I can tell you is that if you buy a pineapple and you snap the top out and you get that to root and grow it on, you need to grow it on close to the fruit bowl because to get them to flower and fruit again, bromeliads need a bit of ethylene. And the ethylene gas that comes from ripe bananas and ripe apples will, of course, do that job. Uh, If it helps you to sleep at night and not to snore, so much the better. Thanks again to Sutton Seeds of Torquay, sponsors of this podcast. And thanks to you for listening. Merry Christmas to you all. We'll be back next Thursday. Discover more at sungardening.co.uk. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.